previously on Rolling with Rainbows. All you have to do to embrace your legacy as a Bancroft is consume the fruit of the parish. So, the thing is, I'm going to need you, and you can take your companions along if you want, uh, No, see no harm in it, as long as you don't tell them anything, to go and find out what he knows. She will share that, like, Monty is working with the council, there's something going on with them. But she's not going to share too much, because she remembers that Pierre has clearly been filled in by Monty. Octavia, have you ever heard the saying, the end of of my enemy is my friend? Of course I have. Regardless of his overall motivations, if we think he's going to be helping anyway, we need to get him outside, because we need as much help as we can get, if this is as big as it seems like it might be. Let's find out what he knows first, and then we can come clean. beyond your comprehension. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's that even from? It's a, te- it's a Tesla quote, but it, it, it's got that sort of um, <laughs> like Lovecraftian vibe to it. It does. Yeah, yeah that's fun. That's good stuff. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah, your, your Marge is It's a shame that the Marge like, fell yeah. through on that one a bit. You should do Look How They Massacred My Boy. Look How They Massacred My Boy! Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. you're so good at that. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. That was good. <laughs> yeah. My boy! <laughs> there's there's a Marge to Yoda scale for anyone who tries to do oh, a impression of Marge. No, no. Joe is fully on the Marge end yeah, of the truly. scale. Yeah, truly. She's nailing it. Well impressed. I so. Do Yoda. Hold on. Now I've got a banger tweet I gotta send. Jesus oh Christ. God. No one else opened Twitter. Right. I didn't um, have to open any of this time. Well, I'll say on record on the podcast, we did just see while recording that Charlie's Creatures on Twitter, uh, let me just get this right, that's C-H-A-R-L-I Creatures, uh, just drew the Rhode Island Batman from the from the Dreamlands arc that we just did, and it's adorable, and so I want good. to give him a little kiss on his... Starnos. <laughs> <laughs> you were all in the middle of a tour around the company town called Raphael. Yes. You want to pick that back up? No. Yes. Yeah, let's play some Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I'd like to play some Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, all right. You convinced um... me. Have we? I don't know. Have we had enough <laughs> Italian racism? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't Joe? think we've had nearly enough yet. Um, well, you walk into the church and everyone's favorite character, Giuseppe Stupido, is there. <laughs> and he's juggling whole heads of garlic on his unicycle uh, while saying, um, I'm done. I don't have it. Yeah. Oh, God. So I let's, find that highly um, offensive. Well, I, I <laughs> then so succeeded. Just ironic racism, which isn't, as we all know, uh, doesn't really offend anyone and isn't um, isn't the same as Thank real God. racism. Yeah. So um, you go into the church, where a softly crying, dark-haired woman is being consoled by Mark Freeman, the priest. Oh no! And Arch says to you all quietly, "Oh, I, I, I was going to." 
I was going to show you all around it. But you've 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 met Mark anyway. He's he's the he's the church leader here. I I don't want to. It looks like it might be a bad time. Oh, uh, well maybe we can help. And uh, Pierre walks in behind you because you remember he was coming over from having finally finally parked the car, and he says, "Ah, Octavia, I I found a place to leave the car." Fantastic, Pierre. Oh. Oh, is she upset? What's going on? I think so. And Arch says again, Well, you know, maybe maybe it's just a bad time. There's plenty more I could show you around. Let's, uh, you know, we, we should just go look around no, the, the rest right. of the town. No, I think, yeah, let's Why find out going to walk up to her and just ask her, <laughs> Hey, can I help you? Is there something I can do to help? And the woman, like, turns her face to not look at you because she doesn't, uh, know you and is in the middle of crying <laughs> and um mark stands up as you approach uh and and says to you softly oh uh miss bancroft uh, hey like this is um one of the miners wives she's very she's very distressed because there's been um there's been talk among the among the miners of this occultism and i uh it's Occultism. It's upsetting her. She's well. She's very, she's very devout. She's a she's a loyal member of the flock, and she doesn't. She you know she's she's been very distressed seeing good, good Christian folk turn, turn away from the Lord. It's very. How, it's a trying time. How so? But you know, the Lord gives his um, his hardest trials to his his strongest, uh, servants. So uh, you know it'll be okay. Right. It'll be okay. Don't don't worry. She'll be fine. I experienced that actually. Is you. He gave me power and stuff. It was really cool. <laughs> Mark, Mark just stares at that. He gave me powers. <laughs> he just like stares. Um, sorry. T- turn a turn away from the church. How? What's been happening with the men? False idols. People. I don't want to say this has to do with the Dark One, but... Um... Devil? Uh, could you not... This is God's house, please. He says, you know, let's actually give, um... Let's actually give Miss Evans some privacy, and let's let's just... Let's everyone just talk outside. How about that? Yeah? Yeah, everybody? sure. Okay. And he's like, and he's kind of spread his arms and he's ish, he's walking along the mid-aisle of the church because he's kind of like a bird would do flapping its wings to just like... <laughs> guide everyone out. <laughs> I love that. So I get to see Sophie's like physical acting when she's playing <laughs> these characters. And everyone's missing out so much on the like facial expressions that come along with this voice acting. <laughs> yeah. So outside the church, he says, "Um, well, before before we get outside, Vi is going to uh, open up her bag and and get a hundred dollar bill for this person." <laughs> She's learned that she solves people's problems with money. Um, is are you trying to do so stealthily? No, absolutely not. It's just like this person is clearly has a problem. Uh, <laughs> and mo- and you've learned that money solves problems. So that's pretty valid, right? So yeah. from um, the last sure time that she gave someone a hundred dollar bill, it seemed to really cheer them up. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so yeah, I think you do that, and she's she just uh, 
takes it off you, but it, it like, looks up at you, and as she's just looking at you, like, baffled, as, um, Freeman, like, ushers you all out of the church and into the main street of, of the town. Maybe, maybe not the time. Uh, bye. Right, so outside of the church, um, Freeman says to you all, yeah, it's been, it's a strange time. Uh, people are, um, people are stressed out with the, the economy the way it is. Uh, and the plague. The what, sorry? What's going on with that? Oh my god. Felicity, there's no plague. Mr. Arch said the state was shut down because there's some sort of infection? No, there's absolutely no plague. I but think you said there was an infection, like a contagious I infection. said there are rumors, people getting hysterical. Classic media rumor mill, fake lying newspapers. They, I wouldn't worry about if it. If they've shut down the state, surely... There must be something happening. What's happening is some people heard from some other people, heard from some other people. Classic game of telephone. Nothing to worry about. It seems the only thing that's spreading is these rumors and false fear. Exactly. And like I said, I have a man in the state legislature. I have a man in the governor's office. I have a man... <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have lots of guys. Listen, the point is... We'll get the whole place up and running again in absolutely no time. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm not sure I feel quite reassured. I'm confident that when we reopen everything, you'll all see really quickly. There's no plague. There's nothing going on. There's no infection at all. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? There's nothing. Right. I think that it's just going to go away. It's going to be like a miracle. Suddenly, like everyone's going to realize that it's nothing. So, mm-hmm. a historical point. Sure. When, when was Spanish flu? Uh, it was very recent. Yeah. As in, it, it had happened by this it's point. two years previous to this, yeah. yeah. So so people will have a memory. I was, of okay, I think, uh, I, I think Serena probably is like, yeah, uh, was, was Spanish flu made up as well, sir? Well, no, but well, by the Spanish, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and he said, and he says, "Well, no, of course not, but I'm sure I'm sure Miss being an educated person as you are, you remember that Archangel produced a series of patented cures and uh, we dealt with it very quickly." I I'm, no, that's not my point, sir. I mean Spanish flu had to start somewhere, right? Right, Spain. Uh it's in the Okay, name. yeah, for sure. Let's say Spain. But how are you to know that what, whatever we're being quarantined for isn't the start of something else on that scale? I just don't think that it's wise to dismiss, you know, everyone know everyone, everyone. This lost is why someone. I've been telling you, I have guys everywhere. I have a man on the ground who's telling me there's nothing to worry about. Are you sure he's not just telling you? What you want to hit? I'm gonna say he's a hospital administrator. Do any of you know hospital administrators? Well, that's true. I don't know any. Right, because I listen to experts. That's how I've made the most successful company in the country. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I listen to people who know what they're talking about. Plus, Rhode Island United States flu just doesn't roll off the tongue. It's just not possible to happen. <laughs> and um. Mark says, 
Sorry to interject here, but I um, I should get back to it if um, you're going to continue on your tour. I just wanted to reassure you that everything's under control, and Mrs. Evans is just a little upset because her uh, her brother has uh, been getting involved with Dixon Kind. Are you confused? Expression Arch says, I told you about Dixon earlier. Here's our He's our union guy. Oh, Look, between yeah. you and me, don't particularly like the fella too much myself. Think he's a bit of a layabout. He wants to get paid as much and uh, work as little as possible. But besides that, I don't think he's, um, you know, morally troublesome. I think that some of the women in town have gotten an, their skirts in a bit of a bunch over him uh, having a little bit of a hobby with the uh, supernatural. Oh, I think I understand. Is he a bit like you where he has a lot of men, but like in a different way? Wait, wait. The... hang on a second. <laughs> well, you know, he's the union guy. He loves to go drinking with his boys. But um, besides that, uh, and to be clear, I mean drinking, you know, fruit juice and good, honest Christian milk. I don't mean uh, anything that course. anything illegal. But you know, he loves to hang out with his with, with his with his guys. But that's just classic union uh, bravado. Okay. They love. Uh, they love a boys club. So that's not what you mean when you're saying he's getting up to stuff. And uh, Mark is still, you know, still smiling, still very pleasant air, and he says, "Well, you know, Mister Arch, that's where I gotta disagree with you. I, you know, I think this occult stuff is dangerous. I said I don't think it's the, the workings of the dark one, but I do think that if we can get the flock to steer clear of it, this." Uh, all of this uh, spooky spiritualism stuff. I, I don't think it's doing anyone any good. Well, I yeah, that's, that's, might be a little close-minded of you, sir. Uh, I, have you yeah. have you read the works of uh, Sir, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle on this subject? I think he'd be impressed. And um, Mark says with a big beautiful broad smile he uh pats you on the top the the upper arm and he says oh <laughs> scandal in bohemia that sort of thing yeah anyway i got a lot to get on with and he and he just just walks back into the church and closes the door i uh i, I guess to ask him about the hasn't... dark man yeah is that like oh. a, is that just what he calls the devil do you think i i i think so it's just strange terminology i hadn't heard it before Anyway, yeah, seems quite close-minded. The news hasn't gone out <laughs> yeah, this far. Right? I think that it people are homosexual sometimes now. I... <laughs> Octavia's Octav- been on a journey. Octavia's made a, a discovery, <laughs> a new scientific discovery. <laughs> I guess the news hasn't come out this far. If you know what I mean. <laughs> um. Arch says, um, "Oh, you know, you know, religious fellows like him, uh, men of the cloth. Eh, they don't particularly like saying Lucifer or whatever. It's this superstitious. What if, what if he's watching? You know, I, I'm sure it's nothing. It's fine. Listen, uh, do you all want to see the quarry? Yes, for sure. I'd also Absolutely, love to meet this yes. um, Dixon kind fella. Yes. Oh, we'd have so much to talk about if he's a." Uh interested in all this uh, spiritualism 
Oh, jeez. Well, you know, you can if you want to, but I, you know, I wouldn't waste too much time with it, ladies. I, you're, um, you're here on council business, after all, and I'm sure they don't want to, uh, send a whole committee looking into goblins and ghouls. Huh? <laughs> I've spent some time looking into goblins and ghouls myself. Um, I assure you, they're quite fascinating. And... <laughs> And Pierre, yeah, and Pierre says, uh, uh, with due respect, Mr. Arch, um, they all, uh, these three, um, love goblins and ghouls. Pierre, uh, Hold on, I take exception to that. I do not love goblins and ghouls. <laughs> what about, uh, the, the big worms you saw? The balls. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't love them, to be honest. And what about in, uh, um, what about uh, all of your times uh, in, in, the, in the dreams you, you told me about? Uh, well, those weren't goblins and ghouls. Uh, and the, the things that were goblins and ghouls uh, were trying to kill me. So I'm not a big fan of them. Arch says, uh, did you say dreams? Worms? Uh, Big worms? Pierre, did you tell Uncle Monty what Octavia told you? Um. What? Um, I, I want to do a psychology check to see if I can tell, based on his response, if it seems like he's feeding back to Monty. Um, if you want to ask him a kind of more directly about his employment and do a psychology check, that's fine. But I'm still not sure I quite get, like... I think we know already that, that that Monty already knows that we all went in the dream. Oh, yeah, so out of character, what I'm trying to do is assess whether we can trust Pierre, because it's unclear still for all of us, I'm pretty sure. Like, we know that Monty knows stuff, but, like, no, I that's mean, not I, necessarily through Pierre, if that I makes sense. I think Vi is pretty clear that he he's just trying to do his job as best he can, and he's employed by Monty, so... Yeah, so you, you can't trust him to keep secrets for you and not tell Monty things, but you also wouldn't necessarily expect him to go out of his way to, like, try and get you in trouble with Monty. Or right, so like you wouldn't want to just murder him. You can totally just him. do a psychology. You can all... <laughs> please don't murder... P- please don't murder no, Pierre! I'm not, I don't want to murder him, but I will intimidate him if I have to. You did suggest it earlier. You can, you can, do, you can do your psychology role. I just... Jesus Christ. No, look, okay. Uh, I, I was like, Pierre, you won't... Uh, Pierre, you won't tell Monty anything of what we say here, right? And there's like a... There's like an, a, a veiled threat there. Bold. Uh, you right. rolling to intimidate or rolling to understand him? Yeah, let's say I'm trying to understand what his loyalty's like. Do the psychology roll. Okay. Because... Basically, I think it's just going to be easier to come clean to Arch at this point. What's your psychology? Uh, my psychology is 36, so that is a success. A, a big success, but not a critical success. Fantastic. So with a hard success, um, I think it's worth saying that you tune yourself into the vibes in this conversation. And you don't just pick up from Pierre. You also pick up something from Arch. Okay. I wouldn't give this if you just had a regular success. So from Pierre... 
you get the vibe that you can trust him and you can trust him to know the difference between like right and wrong beyond like just doing his job actually you know yeah you don't necessarily have to intimidate him or swear him to secrecy or whatever if he if you made it clear to him that there was an interest in you all doing stuff and monty not knowing he would be down with that because you know he spent a lot more time with all of you than he has with oh no okay yeah fully that's exactly what i wanted to find out that's valuable but with a heart success, you also can pick up a vibe from Arch that when Pierre started blabbing about big worms and dreamlands and all of this stuff, he's very interested in that. Okay. Huh. Octavia, do you trust me? Not particularly, but uh, I go, <laughs> go ahead and do whatever you're, why, whatever you're asking for. Uh, Okay. Uh, Mr. Arch, uh, and I think she, yeah. gets, she gives a quick look around to check that no one else is really within earshot. Um, we, yeah, I think you're strolling over towards the edge of the quarry yeah. now. We so, yeah. haven't quite been honest with you. Mr. Arch uh, presses the the button to call the elevator up so he can, so he can take you all down. And he turns around and he says, uh, Excuse me? We're not with the council. And Pierre says, um, Mademoiselle Serena, what, um, what do you mean, um, not with? Pierre, don't, please trust me when I say that you can't let any of this get back to Monty. It's of the utmost importance. Oh. What do you mean, uh, you're not with the council? They, well, I mean, maybe it's better if... If Vi explains this bit. Miss Bancroft? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the the council has sent us, uh, but we also know that the council is up to other nefarious purposes surrounding this uh, particular uh, element. So while ostensibly we were sent here to work with the council, uh, we are more working against them than working with them. And, of course, Pierre, it's his up the utmost importance that you do not share this. Oh. Is this, um... How serious is this? Is this, um... Are you in danger, Octavia? Uh, I'm... I think that we're all in danger here, Pierre. Yeah, noticeably gulps. And Arch says, Well, that's very interesting. Hmm. Pierre, maybe it's better if you don't come down this elevator with us. Oh. For your, for your own... Okay. You know, plausible deniability, if you will. You can't... You're not going to be in danger if you don't know anything that could put you in danger, if that makes sense. Well, at this point, Pierre, you you know a lot that could put you in danger anyway. So if you want to come see the cool stuff, uh, that's true that's as well. Dangerous. I just you can come <laughs> see it. I just you know I just oh, thought um... I'd give him an out. <laughs> and Pierre Pierre says, "Oh," um, and uh, a look crosses his face of um, comprehension. 
but a little bit of confusion and slightly hurt. He says, okay, I will wait. Um, I will wait in the car then. And he walks bad, away but... as the oh. elevator arrives and Arch opens it up and says, well, why don't we have a discussion? Yeah, why don't we? Yeah, why don't we? And <laughs> as he pulls That's the... That's what I said. As he pulls the door, as he pulls the door closed, I don't as he pulls the door closed and the elevator starts to descend, he uh, and, and you, you all, by the way, this is a uh, like a wireframe elevator, so you can yeah. see out of it okay. the whole way down, and you're seeing yourselves descend into this um, very light rock quarry. It's like a light gray, okay. um, and yeah, people are you know going back and forth all over the place. They're mining there taking uh, uh, barrow loads of rocks um, up up to the processing plant and to do as you've seen. You're, you're almost like working your way back through the process. You know, you've started mm-hmm. the processing plant and now you're going deeper in. And Arch says, okay, so uh, if you're not here to do what the council wants, what are you here to do? Bye. Well, I suppose that we're mostly here to look at and figure out what this artifact is and what it has to do with the council and and their uh, plans and what we can do uh, to stop it. What do you mean the council's plans? I I, I think Serena probably just in here. They, we, we don't really know, sir, We've found evidence that they are constructing something. We don't really know to what end or, or what purpose, except it links to these... And she, like, kind of hesitates, and, uh, like, suitable emphasis on the word others. And she kind of, like, almost hushes her voice, I think. Um, they... From what... Vi was saying they suspected that you might have found out something that might be of threats or you might have found out too much, whatever that means. And so we thought that, you know, if if they are... If they're worried about you finding out something, maybe we could use that information against them. Spot hidden. Okay. Uh, come on... Mm-hmm. Again, I've got an 85, uh, so let's hope I don't really fudge this. 48. Nice. Okay. Eight. Nice one. S- sorry, is it all of us? Anyone who wants to. That is a failure. <laughs> okay, well, out of the three of you, only Serena succeeded. So I can only tell you this much. You see that his hand is shaking. And he says, Okay, well, that's... All sounds very implausible. I, um... I don't know if I can, uh... He leans in close to the three of you and he says, Let me carry on giving you the tour and let's talk in the tomb. The tomb? That's what, that's what my men uncovered. At the bottom of the quarry, there is a, a tomb. tomb for, 
For what? I... For who? Let me show you. And, um... The elevator reaches the bottom of the quarry. Uh, well, not quite the bottom. It reaches the level of the quarry that it's built down to, which, uh, if you look at the map, there's a, a kind of upper ring, and then there are two lower levels, and there's, a, like, a, a, a lowest level even in there. So as he leads you around the top side of the quarry, um, he's kind of loudly giving you the business, right? Yeah. Giving you the tour. Yeah. So that everyone can see that that's, he's just showing around the people from the council who've come to inspect it. He's giving you all this about like how many people work there and he wouldn't usually be there, but he just wanted to come by and make sure he understood what was all going on. And, and you reach the south side of the quarry the furthest point on the sort of horseshoe if you will away from the elevator shaft you come all the way around Mm -hmm. he says as he brings out um a set of keys uh from his suit jacket pocket and starts unlocking a door that like a big um iron door that's clearly been installed into part of the rock he says my men were uh, working with trying to get through to lower levels here to see if there was the the a denser concentration of archite just following the seam through the rock. And, uh, well, we uncovered this. And as I already said, there is an archaeologist down from Miskatonic University has come to take a look at it. And he opens the door and steps inside. Um, inside, the rock is very different. In color, slightly, it's a little more brownish, but in shape and texture, it's clear that this is worked stone. You're not in a cave, you're in a hallway. Mm. It has a slight incline leading down into the earth. And you can't see much, but there's a, a dim light from a room right at the end of the hallway that you're being led to. Mr. Arch, it seems like these walls, they aren't naturally occurring. And he says, no, no, they aren't. I'll... Well, you know, ladies, let me explain. I... And without a spot hidden, it's noticeable now that he's uneasy. He says, you know, when I was 14, my dad went on an expedition um to the far north looking for something and the man who came back wasn't he wasn't quite the same he didn't really show it to his uh his friends and colleagues didn't show it to his boss but he showed it to me and he showed it to mom and uh he became erratic. He, he he wrote in this strange language. He would sometimes talk to himself in words I didn't understand. Drew pictures, too. Horrible things. I don't... And I guess I threw myself into my studies. And that's how come I've been so successful. But... When they opened a hole in the rock here and they found this... Well, they sent me pictures, and when I saw them, I flew all the way back to Seattle, where my mom and pop 
used to live, and I looked at his old pictures, and I knew it was the same. It might have seemed strange to you that a... Such a rich fellow as me would come down to the mine. I... I'm not interested in the mine. I don't care... Too much about photo stock, but... This... Uh, I want to get to the bottom of this. And... You reach the end of the hallway. And you enter a circular room. Oh. The room... The room is circular. And... There's the side that you've entered from. Is the only doorway. In the middle of the circular room is a smaller circle and the room is perfectly bisected by a thick channel that runs through it and up the walls. Across the walls, across the ceiling, across the floor are lines of carvings uh, like vertical inscriptions that flow from the middle of the ceiling out to the edges, down the walls, and then back in to this circle in the middle. And next to the circle is a small stone plinth. On the far wall from where you've entered, there are two huge carvings of some kind of creatures. Everybody roll me 1d3. Is this a sanity roll? Yeah, it is. This is just sanity damage. Uh, it's one. You just take it. For me. Imagine if the the kids in Pokemon had the same reaction to seeing the the big carvings of the legendary. Uh, <laughs> I was funny you say that because I was literally thinking that desi- the design of the floor of a chamber looks like a Pokeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, catch them, catch them, gotta catch them all. <laughs> so that's Serena 1, Vi 2, and uh, Felicity 3 sanity damage each. And okay. across the chamber from you is the most upsetting thing. It also has the design of a circle that's bisected through the middle with another circle in the middle of that. But from the top side of it are many, many tubes. They look like they could be roots, and especially because, although it itself appears to be stone, something about the carving makes you uneasy. It feels as if these have grown. It feels like these could move. Now roll against your sanities. While I'm pl- okay, so my sanity is forty six. While I'm plugging this in, so f- I am so fucking chilled right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I rolled above my sanity. I rolled Good. below my sanity. Fuck. <laughs> I rolled above my sanity. Okay. Which is easy to do because my sanity is very low. Right, you would so think bye. you'd think that mine would be easy to 
to roll above as well. <laughs> <laughs> so Vi, uh, you need to take 1d5 sanity damage. Oh shit. Not again. <laughs> All right. Okay, so that's not I'm at that's five not total. more than five points from that's not more than five points from one source. You don't experience a <laughs> bout of madness, but this shit is upsetting to look at. It's getting to you, and it's safe to say the thing that's getting to you the most is how much the design of the tomb and the thing across from the doorway where you've entered remind you of the design on the uh, the door of the others remind oh, yeah. you of the architectural plan you picked up in Winkleman's office before yeah. he burned to death remind you of oh, uh, other things you've seen too and that's what's really giving you this sa- this sanity damage right now i think yeah um but that's not all that's in here as well as that there is a lamp on the floor there, which is what's been illuminating this all. There's a uh, a huge sprawl of notebooks, journals, and papers. A bag, another bag full of tools. You can see chisels and 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 vials uh, from the the top of the open bag, and a woman with a, a short bob of brown hair, wearing a waistcoat and shirt and brown pants. She's uh, completely engrossed studying the uh, engravings on the far wall when you come in. Mr. Arch, I think that your dad may have found something a lot more than than the Northwest Passage here. (laughs) The Northwest Passage. Um, Arch says, I knew that I recognized what I saw in these photos, and when I checked what whatever it was that my dad brought back from from the north, it matches up. This is what I'm sorry for saying before that it seemed implausible, but actually i I know what you're talking about because I've seen it myself well we've we've seen. These symbols, too. What is it that your father brought back? Inside of him. He wasn't the same. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Not the same how. I mean, he already described at length the guy was, like... Psychologically very different, okay. became incredibly erratic. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Drawing stuff and scribbling in an arcade. Okay, I didn't know if you meant like not the same like physically as well. Or... Okay, okay. Uh... And um, Arch says, uh, actually, he goes and clears his throat, <clears throat> and he um, says, "Ladies, I should introduce you to Celia Taggart. She's from Miskatonic University. She's an archaeology." doctor and um the woman with the short bob turns around you see that she has wireframe round lens glasses and she wears a little bow tie and um (laughs) she says so she's so for you (laughs) and she says and she says um 
Joe's just like, please stop throwing all these hot lesbians at me. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I was engaged completely in my work. How are you all? What's, uh, um, Celia is my name. Who are you? I'm, I'm Felicity. I'm Felicity Harding. Uh, Serena Stoker. And, and Serena does point left emoji, doe eyes emoji, point right emoji. <laughs> um, yeah. Does Octavia introduce herself or does she wait to be introduced? She's just, she's waiting to, until she's sure that she isn't recognized. And then she says, well, if you didn't know, I'm Octavia Bancroft. <laughs> Oh, of the the Narragansett Bancrofts, I know your family. Right, that's that's right. Seems like everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Arch says to Celia, Celia, has, has there been any progress in researching the the tomb so far? I I'm I, I, I you know I'm on tenterhooks waiting for any news. And she says. I think I'm starting to get a handle on the language. I'm not... Hmm, maybe. I I might have something. I. And she pulls up a notebook and she's flicking through it. It's some sort of recipe for a high-strength steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my lucky day. Um... <laughs> anyway, continue, Dr. Taggart. She says... Um, she 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 taps one symbol that's on the on the wall, and uh, she says, "I think I've got this one down from, from. It's mostly context clues. I'm sorry. I know this is really. I know I'm making really slow progress with this, but apologies in advance. I understand how vague this will sound. This symbol, it means tool, or possibly weapon, or maybe power." Or curse. And the symbol is uh, an X. And from the right side of an X, right in the middle, uh, a horizontal line comes out from it. And Arch says, um, Oh, well, you're right. That does sound very vague. That doesn't sound like much progress at all. I think that sounds marvelous. And Celia says, well, you know, I, I actually wanted to talk to you about something, Mr. Arch. Um, the, uh, I, I came to the worksite again this morning, and um, I feel like someone else has been in here touching my stuff while I've been while I was asleep. It, 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 have you given anyone else access? And Arch says, uh, "No, of course not. What? Someone else in here? Jeez." Well, I'll go ask around and see if any of the men have been trying to poke about in here. Ladies, if you'll excuse me, I should probably investigate that. No, but by all means. That's very frustrating. I hope you'll meet me back up in in, in the town and we can discuss later at the site office before uh, we turn in for the night. Let's do that. Certainly. And Arch walks back up the, uh, the sloped hallway and you're left with... Celia Taggart, you, um, Doctor of Archaeology from Miskatonic University. The Miskatonic gal. Can I? Do you mind if I? And then she gestures to her camera. Oh, take a photograph. Yeah, of 
just sort of gestures. That would be so helpful, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, why don't you take a picture of this first? And she gestures to the engraving on the left. Uh, which okay. I think Felicity should roll something on. But, mm. Okay. So, something. Serena, give me that photography roll. Yes. That's a 50. That's definitely a success. Yeah, 63. Hey. So that's a success. Okay. And I'm using Winkleman's here. I'm so glad. <laughs> 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 yeah, you get a great picture of the uh, the engraving on the left. Um, do you take pictures of anything else? I mean, I'd like to do the one on the right as well, for sure. What about the what about the peculiar object on the far side of the tomb? The you mean the, the, like the, the kind of pedestal? So there's the pedestal in the middle, which is next to a sort of yeah. disc in, set into the floor, and then in between the two carvings on the far side of the wall from where you entered is this thing with its like roots. Oh, I upwards. thought that was another carving. That's not a carving. That's no. I tried to. I tried to. Yeah. Like, no. I no. It, yeah. It, I see. Okay. As opposed to the others, which are like um, carved onto the wall, like they're they're engraved. Is it like it's attached? Images. Is it like latched on, or is it it's, dangling from the ceiling? It's set onto the wall, but you can tell even at first glance that it's a separate object. Okay. Um, I would. L- uh, I before, what does it look like? It's made of. Is it stone? It's the same stone as everything else. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take a photo of of that one for sure as well. Okay. So you've now used up two of your photos with Archie stock, and four Winkleman's yes, photos. Yes, that's correct. And Felicity, you have a look at the carving on the left, and. You need to roll a cult to see if it uh, triggered something for you. Okay. Uh, I rolled a tw- 20, and my cult is 13. No. Mm. You could spend seven luck points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mm. could. <laughs> that is true. This, this carving is very appealing to you, and you can't put your finger on why. And that's all I can say. Interesting. Yeah, uh, what does Octavia do? I've kind of just focused on the others. Uh, what's Octavia up to? Uh, she's a little bit in odd. Uh, wait, that goes without saying. But, yeah, she's... <laughs> I think she's almost more interested in uh, thinking about sort of what William Arch is father was sort of getting into because it reminds her a lot about uh, sort of the weird things that she started seeing like mm-hmm. and hearing about from Well, if she's having a look around the tomb and she's thinking about that, why don't you give me a no roll against your education to see uh, if you kind of get it already? You might. Ooh, I do not. That's a 74 education is 60. <laughs> Ah oh, dang. Well, yeah, no. You 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 have no familiarity with such such ex- expeditions, I'm afraid. Um but yeah, you're definitely pondering over it. So Celia says, um So what what are you all here to um investigate? It's a uh Mr. Arch said investigate, right? He said you're investigating? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was really deep in my work when he came in. I didn't 
really listen. No, don't uh, don't worry about it. Um, it's complicated. Uh, you know, you've got your your ghouls, you've got your your goblins, you've got your uh, fairies, you've got your bullholes. <laughs> <laughs> Celia, Celia says, "Well, oh, I know, I know that it looks like ghouls and goblins to us in a modern setting, but actually, ancient peoples used to worship uh, all sorts of peculiar gods uh, in the past. It's it, it's fascinating stuff when you really look into it." Yeah, they they seem to have worshipped like cats. Did you know about that? Celia says, um. Well, I mean, do we do don't don't we worship cats today? I I have three of them. Sometimes I wonder if I own them or if they own me. You know what I mean? Um, I think I am picking up what you're saying. Yes, and that's great for you, really. Um, but what what we what was your question earlier? What are we what were we talking about? Mr. Arch said something about investigating. You're investigating something here? Yes. This, um, this symbol on the floor, and Serena gestures to the circle connected by the two lines. Do you know anything mm -hmm. about its significance? P Celia pulls out of her bag, a brown paper bag with the, the top has been crumpled over, and she uncrumples the top and reaches into that. And from that, she produces a plump tomato. And she says, That's not just a symbol. That has, um... That does stuff. You probably want to stand back from it, actually. And she, uh, rolls the tomato across the floor. Uh, which is, you know, weird, like, to let this food just go on the dirty floor. Uh, and she lets it roll into the middle. And this is when you watch it roll, you realize that actually the whole room is just ever so slightly. It might be a degree. Like it might be a couple of degrees. Center. Everything tips towards this yeah. disc in the middle. Yeah. And when the tomato rolls to a stop on it, she, she approaches the pedestal where you see that the symbol she gestured to before, an X with a line coming out of the right side of the, the meeting point, mm -hmm. is engraved on itself a little disc. And she places her hand on the symbol, and the tomato starts to glow with a light that isn't a color you can quite describe. The closest thing would be a turquoise kind of indigo. I take a photo with... The, the, yeah. The film, please. <laughs> Give me a photography roll because it happens very quickly. Uh, uh, Gotta roll fast. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, that's a success. Okay, 49. you just managed to snap a picture as the, the, the glowing increases and then goes <laughs> and the tomato's gone. Oh shit. Where did it go? I know, cool, right? That's why you don't step on the disc. Don't step on the this disc. This is what Winkleman oh, was okay. working on. She, like, she's like so excited and her face like becomes utterly serious as she says, don't step on the disc. Do you think 
This is metaphysical transportation. Metaph... Have you all met Dr. Winkleman? <laughs> oh, yeah, we met him, all right. Uh... I'm... I'm very sorry. Yeah. What? There, a practical joke went wrong. Uh, ew. Vi. It's unfortunate. It's quite clear at this point your Uncle Monty had him killed. No. That's I'm trying to think about how Celia's going to react to this conversation <laughs> happening in front of her. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly got other stuff going on, but I don't think he would just kill people. He probably was just trying to scare him or something. He was there, boy. What do you mean he was there? I don't... Celia's looking back and forth between Felicity and Octavia, and eventually she looks to Serena and says, I'm sorry, can you tell me what's... what's going on? Um... We met Winkleman. He hired us... Uh, to document his experiment something happened Some the lights of the power went out there was uh, something happened when we came to it was like something was inside him like it had taken control of him these worm things I still don't really know what they are and then the council members, the ones that we were talking with with Arch about, they came and they killed him. We think. we. D- it's all so confused. I have, and then she pulls out the film and she shows her the film. This is Winkleman's film stock. He, he gave me some and I, I replicated it. It captures metaphysical iridescence. And I think that it all seemed, like, unbelievable to her. Like, she couldn't quite... That these strangers she just met might might know Winkleman or have met him ever. And just on the last couple of words, when you say metaphysical iridescence, she... A, a, like, an expression creeps across her face, and you realize that she's about to cry, and she says, I, I think I need to make... Make some phone calls. I I am so sorry. I will. Um, we should catch up later about this. Uh, very interesting. Thank you. I. As she starts to cry, she, she like, oh. scurries up the hallway and, and, and outside. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, she, she, she scurries up the, up the hallway and out into the quarry, uh, evidently bursting into tears. Uh. Once again, Felicity absolutely brutally reveals uh, someone's death and make someone run off crying uh, so they can't speak to <laughs> Isn't it just anymore. the same death? Yeah. You're just encountering more and more people who knew Winkleman and yeah. you're upsetting them every time? Yeah, that's what's happening. I mean, I, 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 I was the one that, like... True. I even tried to, like, break it gently, but, like, I, can, ugh, I don't know. How do you how do you feel? You want to do anything, or...? I definitely would go after her, because, like, this... Okay. She's kind of our only way to interpret what's in this room, uh, from my perspective. Well, Serena goes after her. Do the other two of you want to look around at all? Um... Mmm... Mmm... Yeah, I think that Vi will uh, go after them as well. 
specifically because I need to make it clear it's not to comfort her. It's because <laughs> actually this room is more uncomfortable than that. And so Yeah. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> um Felicity. Uh I think can I do another occult roll? Look at the carving on the left again? Yeah. You can absolutely do that, bud. Go ahead. Okay. Eight. Ooh, Ooh that's under it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, on a regular success, let me help you interpret what you're actually seeing in the carving. It looks like a person with three pairs of arms. Nice. Behind the arms are two sets of wings. Not a bird's, not a bat's, but like a dragonfly. Ooh. And the head is like the head of a lizard, or like a Komodo dragon, except that octopus-like tentacles flow from the head and around, all around the head, almost like a lion's mane, but of tentacles. Nice. On the torso, positioned kind of appropriately to where the, the, there are three sets of arms, there are also three sets of breasts. Hell yeah. and with that occult role and now you've taken a good look at it what you like about it is that it makes you think of fairies (laughs) it just makes you think of the fairies that you used to know those little fairy wings I'm not saying it's a carving of a fairy I'm just saying it makes you think about fairies yeah (laughs) yeah okay do you chase after, or do you stay in the tomb to look around a little bit more? Uh, just a little bit more. Uh, okay, I... I'm going to cut away first, then, okay. and say that uh, Serena and Octavia both roll me spot hidden, please. Mm-mm-mm. Rolling below an 85. That's exactly 85. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, a, a near success as well for Octavia. A near success. You're right. It's 54. Her spot hidden is 59. So it's just like right, right under. Oh, okay, on nice. the number gotcha. of success, right? Yeah, yeah. You, cool. you both just succeed. Yeah. And um, the three things you notice as you come out of the door at the top. One is a pile of vomit. Like someone just came out of this door and immediately threw up. Okay. Two... Celia has gotten really far away really fast. Just You're shocked by how fast she is, and she's halfway around the quarry already. And three, uh, William Arch left his keys in the door to the tomb. Mm. Nice. What do the two of you do? I would like to grab the keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you grab the keys. You, the keys are in your possession. It must be noted. Like stepping over the vomit. <laughs> <laughs> the vomit is to the side. You don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to make a dex roll. <laughs> it's not a. It's not an obstacle to be overcome. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> the vom shogoth. Um, Does Vi have anything she wants to do? Or? Well, Vi is going to look at Serena taking the keys out of the door, and she's going to think. Dang, I wouldn't do that. 
but also she doesn't care enough to say anything about it. And that's what <laughs> Maya's doing while making her way around the quarry in pursuit of Cecilia. Okay. Or Celia. Could, uh, Serena, I think, would quite like to shout after her. Like, Cecilia, hold up! Yeah, you know what? You uh, you successfully call to her and she um, she does hear you. And she she looks back and she 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 looks back at you. She looks back at where she was running away to, and she slows to a walking pace. So it'll be easy enough for you to both catch up to her. Um, what does Felicity do back in the tomb? Um, I brought an apple with me for like lunch. Yeah. And I just like roll it into the circle. Yeah. And see what happens. Nothing. Nothing happens. Okay, and uh, then I go to a little pedestal. Oh, yeah? I press the button. What happens? <laughs> you lay your hand onto the symbol on the top of the pedestal. Yeah. And um, being this close to it, something you notice is that before the apple starts to glow, the symbol glows too. Interesting. And then the apple starts to glow and glow brighter and brighter and then... And it's gone. Ugh. Where does it go? She just, She just, like... Wanders aloud to the air. Where does it go? What does she do? I mean, she has a way of finding out. I was gonna say, oh! there's a way to find out, and I really want to do it. Fuck. Oh, fuck. just stands there for a few minutes. Minutes? <laughs> okay. Is she interrupted at that point, or...? The others went to catch up with, Cel- with Celia. Felicity stands in the circle. Oh, oh no! What? <laughs> yes, Nat! Yes! Thing. <laughs> she looks around the tomb. Uh-huh. Takes a deep breath. Wise. And presses the button. Oh my god. You see underneath your hand that the symbol starts to glow. And then you see that you've started to glow as well. The glowing becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. And then... And as I said, you easily catch up to Celia. Felicity, no. (laughs) And... It was um... a good run. (laughs) (laughs) There was one thing... You weren't supposed to do. (laughs) This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. (laughs) I like how character consistent this is, that you have a character who, if they're told there's a button, do not press it. There's one thing they will do. The ADHD really jumped out. I mean, it took a couple of minutes, to be fair. (laughs) So, um, you you easily catch up to Celia, and she um, has been crying but she seems to have gotten a bit of a better grip on herself now. Uh, but she's still walking across to the elevator. And she says, Hey, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about all of that. It just, just happened. I, 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 I just... Oh. That was really unexpected news. Like I said, I still have to make these phone calls. I should probably tell some people at the no, university. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize that you knew him... Oh, and that you knew him so well, I assume, from the... We, we used to work together quite closely. I, we we, we found sites all around God, New sorry. England that are have to do with ancient technologies, like the thing I showed you that yeah. does energize transport. 
Winkleman had this whole theory that you, if you have a long enough distance, you can fire something like, as if like through a gun, or you have a big enough portal, you can make something pass through without destroying the physical matter. Like, like if you, like, she, um, her eyes are still wet, but like, it seems like as soon as she starts sort of talking about her research, she's way more like calm. Yeah. Like it's a way of kind of coping. Oh yeah, fully. And she says, um, well, Davy kept on theorizing that if you, if you made like a, like a hundred foot ring, like a huge ring across, then pe- things could just pass through it and wouldn't need to be, uh, exploded or set on fire or destroyed. Like he showed you the energized transport, right? Yeah. Like he fired things in and they, they get destroyed because you know, you can't maintain that unless you have a powerful enough transport oh that's what was happening i didn't understand it at all and um she she's calling the elevator do you want to get in the elevator with her yeah why not yeah do we have the plans on us for that the like the blueprint as far as i know it's just in vi's possession oh is it i Mm -hmm. i thought that well, There's, it's never been stated that it left your possession. So, right, I I think that normally, under normal circumstance, she would keep it in her room, but given the circumstance that she doesn't feel safe at home anymore, she would have taken it with her. Vi, hmm. have you have you still got that that diagram? Oh, right, I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah, maybe you can make sense of this, Celia. Celia takes it off you and she has a look at it and she smiles kind of fondly and she says, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what, (laughs) yeah, that's exactly, that's what we used to talk about is, um, if you could make a big gateway, then you could send things through it. Right. Where would you come... be sending things to, though? Well, presumably, if you make another gateway, it could go there. Would would the connection be two way? Uh, that is. I don't see why not. Really. So you could just travel really fast. Listen, if you don't understand all of this, energized transport is like. To make metaphysical transportation happen, Davy's theory was like, you have to energize the thing that's going in, and so um, you destroy it. Like, you take the physical body and you just explode it or set it on fire. Wouldn't, and wouldn't then, that just kill you? kill you? Well, no, it sends your essence to the other place. That's the point of energizing. And then... Oh, like the fish. You need some kind of... Excuse me? He... He showed us with a fish and a cat, and the fish got turned into a load of, like, particles and he, stuff. He did it? Y- yeah. He put the fish in the cat? Well, I mean, we only had his word for it, he, but... He, he's, that's what he said he did, yeah. Oh my god, he finally did it! After all these years, he finally did it! That was right before and then she trails off. 
Uh, and Celia says, um, well, look, th- th- that's the point of building this. And she, like, flaps the, um, the diagram around. She says, his theory was that with energized transport, you have to destroy the body that's being sent and send only the essence. But with a big enough portal, you can just bring things through wholesale. Why, why does the size of the port- portal chain like matter? Surely, uh, it's just a, it's just a scaling of machinery kind of thing, you know. It's like you want to transport a a person, a bicycle will do. You want to transport a a hundred people, you need a train, right? Okay, yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. But with like energy and shit, okay. <laughs> um. And she, um, her face falls again now that she's kind of done talking about the the science, and she says, I can't believe he's really gone. I... Did you know him long? Did you... you... I know he was up in Narragansett, and you were too. Did you know each other? Briefly. I worked with him in the university for years until he was just... One day he said he was going to go work for a town council, and I didn't understand what he was talking about, but it sounds like he got to carry on doing his research after all. Yeah, you might not be safe, Celia, because it turns out I'm pretty sure the town council got him killed. Is there any reason why you'd know why the, the council wouldn't want that this breakthrough to happen, or they might want it for themselves? Did you say the town council had him killed? That's oh, our. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean working to, to be blunt about it. Uh, the town council made him go to a better place. Ah. Uh, do you have a car? Uh yeah. I think I might need to go uh away. From here, if... Would you mind if I... Why? You just said I'm in danger. Yeah? I may, Maybe she should go. Bye, what? But... She can't go. The elevator reaches the top, and you're back on the level of the town of Raphael. And you notice something. Oh, no. As, as Celia pulls the door across. You see where Pierre parked the car. Okay. And you see Pierre. Okay. On the floor. Oh, no. And the hood of the car is up. Okay. Oh. What do you do? Pierre, are you all right? Is everything okay over there? He doesn't stir. He doesn't respond. Oh, no. I would like to draw my gun. Okay, you draw your gun. And I like Celia, Celia lets out a small shriek. Could I like draw it with one hand and then with my arm like get her to get behind me? Absolutely. Sure thing. She uh she puts a hand on your shoulder gently. And I think Serena says, "Okay, I It seems like they might know that you know. We might not have much time. That the the, the thing downstairs the, the 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 ancient version of whatever Winkleman made, it didn't have any machinery, it was just stone. How 
how would you destroy something like that? Are you just talking to her? Is that all you're doing right now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, like, she's kind of doing that whilst keeping an eye out for anyone coming closer, because... You don't see anyone else in the town. It seems It seems empty, you know, the kids are in school. No one is what about. What time of day is it? Because it feels like it's late now, right? Or at least getting dark. Yeah, it's uh, it's not getting dark because y- y- the days are long. Oh, okay, but fair. you're, it's like um, late after five thirty yeah. or something. Yeah. Vi, do you want to go over to the car? I Vi is already going over to the car. Okay, okay good. That's why. Yeah, thank you. I just I wasn't um, sure if 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 what that yeah, scene yeah, yeah. represented was an immediate like ambush or something. I know I... I get you, and I and I completely understand Serena's uh, uh, on guard um, response. Yeah. But no, um, there's no one else around, and Celia's basically taking in everything you've been saying, Serena, and she seems very afraid. Uh, unsurprisingly, I think. And um, Octavia, you reach the car, and you see that Pierre doesn't seem to be in good shape. We shouldn't have left him behind. What is what what does he look like? So you look, do you have any kind of medicine roll or anything like this you could do? Let's see. Uh I one percent chance on medicine. I believe there's another one <laughs> that can This there's got to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a first aid. Yeah, there's first aid that's I got thirty percent on. Could I like help? No. First aid's a good one to roll on. Yeah, you can roll. I mean, you can roll first aid. I just. I mean, like, do you have a higher first aid, Joe? I was just. I have 32, but I was just thinking, is there any way that I can, like, help to provide mastery? Because I think seeing. Seeing. Like. This is really a quick thing. You okay. Just, like, right. What, what, like, what specifically. Where does he seem to be injured? Like, just obviously. Yeah, so what's obvious to you is that he has a head wound and is bleeding at the back of his head. Okay. He's laying face down. Yeah, she's immediately going to jump in to try to do what little first aid she knows. Okay, give me a roll. 47. No, that's not less than 30. It's not. So you really don't do anything for Pierre. and uh, I think Octavia is going to spend 17 luck points to make it happen. Oh my god. Wow. Um, you can do that. Okay. Why don't you tell me what you do as a successful, like, first aid for him? Uh, well, all, like, pretty much all that Octavia knows how to do is just stop the bleeding and, uh, uh-huh. like, you know, make sure that everything is comfortable and not like in a bad in a bad position. Mm-hmm. That's basically the extent of her first aid. So that's what she would try to do for Pierre. Okay. So probably get um, him up and, uh, well, not like get him up, but like, you know what I mean. With Serena's help, I imagine you could move him into the back back seats of the car. Okay, I was, yeah. Should should we? Because if he's been hit hard, is, like, recovery position a thing we should do in case he's, like, concussed? 
What's a recovery position? <laughs> Wait, is that... I don't... Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, you make a good point. <laughs> yeah, what do you do next? He doesn't seem to be in, like... You, you can tell that he now is breathing normally. Seems to be unconscious, but not dead. And what else do you do? Uh... Well, as soon as that he's stable, uh, Vi is going to grab the rifle out of the car if it's still there. Yep. Yep, you, you get it out of the trunk. I assume... Well, this this could tell you something. Right. Um, because they said, they said already that the front of the... Uh, that the bonnet of the car is up. Yeah. Do you look in? Uh... And no, <laughs> she she would go to the back of the car to get the rifle and then stick by Pierre. Okay, well, you two heavily armed ladies are guarding Pierre. <laughs> he seems to be stable now. He's, he seems to be breathing normally. Like I said, he doesn't seem to be in any Im- uh, imminent danger. I. Uh, I could take a look at... I, I would probably at least glance at what's under the hood and what's happened mm-hmm. and why it's up. I'm not going to require any um, any role for this. Um, it's a mess in there. You don't need any kind of automotive knowledge to know this. It seems like someone has done a tremendous amount of okay. damage to the engine block of the car. Just like bits are just loose. Uh, there's like water dripping. There's oil leaking. I... It's been me- it's been messed to pieces. Maybe with like a large tool, like a crowbar or axe. Even. I was about to say, like, could I make like a mechanical repair roll to just see what it might have been done with? But it sounds like I'm just giving that as freebie. Okay, I, cool. I, if you did that roll, that would be the freebie anyway, and I don't have more detail than that really. So um, like, that's what you should know. Could I look? Or is there any sign of where Arch could have gone? He told you he stays in the um, the quarry site office. Um, okay. I, I turned to Celia, and I was like, and I think I say, okay, we're not getting out of here anytime soon. I think we should go talk to Arch and see if he knows who could have done this. Mm-hmm. If Also, if, if Pierre was attacked, who knows if, if you know, they might have gotten to him as well. I think he's trustworthy. He He hired you to get you here, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we should go to his office. Do, do you? You can stay here. She's with... just she's just nodding along with this, and she's still visibly shaken. Jess, you were gonna say something, right? Yeah, I by upon seeing, I assume Serena at least mentions when she's looking in the hood of the car that's like it's a mess in here or something like that. Mm. I think maybe like Serena coughs because of like fumes of like hot oil dripping onto something, and yeah, like, could it's be. like oh. oh. Okay, mm-hmm. we ain't getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Octavia, you would then to look in want there? to? No, she'd want to look into the uh, the lot with the other, like where Rex was, see if there are mm. any cars in there. Yeah. So what you see there, um, I think I described a bit of this before, was that there's uh, a truck, there's a bulldozer, 
and there's a, a a large and complex there's a digger as well and there's a large and complex piece of machinery that you don't really understand but it seems to be a very like uh, a really large digger that's specially for like quarry digging okay right so all of the same ones that we saw earlier are still there yes okay cool I guess all via is L- L- the only thing Vi is going to do besides that is the shout out to Serena as she's walking away. You know, be careful. I don't know if it was the right move to trust Mr. Arch. Seems like he might be involved in this. Maybe. So, Felicity. <laughs> yes. There's a weird pressure all over your body. And that's truly the least of your worries. (laughs) But the first thing that you notice is there's a weird pressure all over your body. It's like, it's like, did I change elevation? Am I underground? Why is it so close? But it's very cool. And I think, I think the sound around you is strange as well. The sound around you is so strange. It sounds like things are coming through from another room, maybe? They're so muffled. Um, What do you do? Uh, what can I see? Well, when you open your eyes, you have a very, very hard time. Because the visual information that you're trying to process is coming from two eyes that are not looking in the same direction. Um. Oh, no. So... Um. Although there is a little overlap, (laughs) your field of vision is really wide now. Like a fish. There's just something bizarre about the way that you're seeing what you're seeing. But what you're seeing can most simply be described as an obsidian city. Deep, deep, deep below the surface of the ocean. (laughs) You realize that you are on a peak overlooking this city. The architecture reminds you of ancient Greece, but it looks how ancient Greeks would have told the myth of the underworld because it's black and jagged and the sculptures and artifices feature these winged webbed things in the middle of the city this spire rises 
and at first you think people are climbing it to get to the top. But then you realize those are just carvings as well, decorations on the outside of the tower. They're more of these webbed, scaly things. And they're just swarming the tower, but they're like, they're statues that someone's put on the tower. What do you do? Can I see my body? You look down. What you see is a protruding chest in one peak. A ribcage that's almost flattened in. And the middle of the chest protrudes out in one long green ridge. Your legs are covered in scales, and they end in webbed claws. And when you look at your hands, they do too. How do I hit Control Z? (laughs) (laughs) I've made a change I don't like. I would like to undo this, please. Can I breathe? I imagine there's a moment of panic when you ask that question. How do you react to that feeling? Because you realize that you are underwater. Really far underwater as well. Visual calculus will immediately tell you that you're too far from the surface to swim up and breathe. Um, <laughs> uh, first I try and hold my breath instinctively, I suppose. Okay, uh, uh, the sides of your neck tense. <gasps> but how long have I been there already? Do I realise that I've already... This has been a matter of seconds. When you hold your breath, the sides of your neck tense. I guess I try to hold my breath. As long as I can. You keep holding your breath, then, I suppose. And you are starting to run out of oxygen because you're holding your breath. What do you do? You have limited time. I give up trying to hold my breath and I try to breathe. Your neck untenses as your gills open and water rushes across them and the oxygen is pulled out of the water. And you breathe. Hell yeah. Um, Can I see any creatures or people? If you look all around you, you realize that the peak that you're on is far above a great chasm in the ocean floor. It gets too dark for even you to see with your eyes specially designed to see in this environment. It's too far for you to see down there. All you can really see from your vantage point is that you are on an underwater mountain peak. Masses of seaweeds and undersea plants grow all up the mountain. But what you're on at the top is a leveled platform, which gives way to a, a slope that runs easily 
half a kilometer down to the level of where the city is, itself on an underwater mountain. What's on the? What else is on the platform? You look up and you realize that around you is an enormous ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a little plinth in the middle with a button? You look around and you don't see anything of the sort. Okay. What do you do? Um, I'm going to try and head towards the city. So Arch is in his office um, making a phone call when Serena and Celia walk in. What do you say? Arch, do you know anything about why Pierre's out there? Knocked out, and our cars all jacked up. What? Pierre knocked out. Yeah. What? Yeah, and the cars, the car, they, the car, our cars being destroyed as well. It ain't going anywhere. What? What is happening? I don't know. That's why I came to find you. Celia says, um, "Mr. Archie," and she trails off. And then you see her eyes roll back into her head as she starts to faint. Oh my god. Could I could I try and catch her? Uh yeah, you could, bud. If you want. What's what would you roll for that? Um Can I just roll straight decks? Yeah, sure. Cool. So my decks is sixty. Okay. Alright. Oh baby. Eight. Nice. Oh shit. So Damn. <laughs> paint, just paint me a word picture, honestly. Um, I think I see her, like, kind of tense up for a second before she goes limp. Or, like, I like I see her, like, swaying, for it, swaying, and I, like, quickly mm-hmm. kind of, like, get down and, like, just kind of get my arm under her and kind of... I don't, like, fully support her weight. I just kind of use the mo- her own motion to kind of lower her to a stop so that her head doesn't hit the ground or anything. Okay. And then I, like, kind of, with a bit of difficulty, probably, like, get her up and, and put her on, like, a seat. I'm assuming there's, like, a chair in this office. Yeah, um, I didn't take time to describe the office because you were coming in with such purpose, but um, Arch's office is the most lavish thing you've seen all day. Okay. Um, there is a finely upholstered leather couch. You could lay her oh, on, yeah, 100% on, on there. Oh, yeah, 100% on the couch. He's sitting on a chair that's, like, dark wood exterior in a, in a, in a like cupped shell and in the in the seat itself is like leather upholstery with with button back um and he actually has like a couple of small paintings hung on the walls uh there's like a coffee table by the couch as well and like magazines <laughs> okay how does the size of it compare to the size of the family apartment <laughs> that we saw earlier that day um it's a little smaller Okay. Slightly smaller. Mm-hmm. That's good, at least. It's kind of, well, not really, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Small comfort. He's not a complete <laughs> monster. Um, this isn't his permanent office. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, she's... Can I do, like, a first aid check on her as well? Uh, I mean, if you want to, but she just, like, you, it's pretty apparent that she passed out from distress. Uh, Okay. Yeah, um, our cars, someone's, someone's really gone to town on it. 
Um, Anarch says, what? And he gets up from his office, his desk and rushes to the door and looks across the way. Could I make a spot to... hidden roll on him? Sure. See if there's any, like, oil or anything on his hands. That's a good call. You, you should give me that, bud. He rushes to the door to look out uh, at, the, at the car. Uh, 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 uh. 36, yeah. So that's a success. Okay. That's uh, a hard he's success. Clean. He's clean as a cucumber. Okay. Right. So... Who could have done this? It's got to be one of the people on your on your work side, right? Looked like it was what? some sort of heavy implement. Oh, jeez. What? I... This, um... Oh, no. Dixon Kind fella. You said he was into a, a cult. What, Dixon? No, I... It can't... Oh, it's not Dixon. No, no, no. Hang, hang on. You're... Oh, I can't believe all of this is happening. Where's your friend? Uh... Octavia's out by the car. No, no, I see I see Miss Bancroft. Is Felicity in the car? Oh, I think she stayed in the um in the tomb. Oh. Okay. Although Well, no, I was just ringing down to the quarry to see if uh if the manager if the site manager has seen anybody's off duty today because uh, Celia said that someone's been tampering with her dig site yes yes she said um oh gosh and it looks like a, a realization just smacked him in the face and he says oh my keys i left them down by the oh, dig I, site I've, I've got those um are you in the habit of oh. doing that sir and uh, he holds out his hand to you to receive the keys i i pass him the keys and as you do so he says well no i well i wouldn't say so i i just you know, you know, it slipped my mind. I heard about somebody messing around in the dig site, and I uh, rushed off. Where's my head today? What I, what I mean to say is, have you done this before? Do, have you often left your keys in that door? Oh, I see what you're saying. Somebody could have just slipped in if I was being so absent-minded. Yes. You know, <laughs> you're a smart one. You should maybe consider... <laughs> Have you considered being a private investigator? <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you know, people tell me that a bit. Um, so, oh, there was um, there was a pool of vomit outside the. Was that you? Vomit? What are you? What are you talking about? Was oh wait, was that? I get cook. Could I look over at Celia? Is there any like traces of vomit on her like shirt? Oh jeez, what a grim question. <laughs> no, I'm just Celia... trying to figure out whether like because that's like the Celia only Celia like... has come to because it's not usual to be unconscious for very long, okay. and she and she quietly says, "I'm I'm sorry. I after the news, I no re- no no. It's I have a bit of a weak stomach. It's, I... it's fine. I just you know it's no that makes sense. Um, sorry for being disgusted. Please, it's. It's fine. Um, okay, so who could have done this to the car? And why? And Arch says, that's what I'd like to get to the bottom of as well. And I just want to check in on Octavia. Pierre's waking up. He's very groggy. And he says, Octavia, uh, Madame Octavia. What what happened, Pierre? Are you okay? Why, um, how did I... 
How did I get here? Uh, you, you drove us here. No, I mean the car. I. And he touches his head, and he realizes that you've wrapped a little. I assume you wrapped a little bandage around because you said you stopped the bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. So he he, he notices the bandage, and he says, <gasps> "Oh my, Octavia! Someone hit me." Yeah, that's what I. I figured it. It was something like that. I had just parked the car, and someone must have snuck up on me. And he looks at, and he looks at you, and he sees that you're holding the gun, and he's like, uh, ah, "Madame Octavia, I wish you had been here. You are so quick to think." Thank you, Pierre. It's nice for you to recognize that. <laughs> oh, maybe we should go from here. Maybe we should just get back to Narragansett. I say fooey to what your Uncle Monty says we should be here for. I, we should, we should leave. Oh, Pierre, I mean, you may have hit your head real hard. No need to be a romantic. We don't have to run away together. <laughs> oh, I, and he blushes a little bit. <laughs> and he goes, uh, well, I'm, uh, Madame Octavia, I... This is a dangerous place. Clearly there are nothing but blackguards and um, good-for-nothings here. I think we should get out of here. How is Pierre getting more French? <laughs> you gotta hit him in the head, okay? He's pretty damn... I was expecting him to be like, Sacre bleu! <laughs> we can't just leave Pierre. Not while there's so much happening right now. And um, I think um, William Arch appears over at the car. He's he's come over from the office, and he says, um, "And I assume I assume that Serena is yeah, in tow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "I just heard about your man. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's happening." Did I hit my head? We're not a couple, um, us two. <laughs> <laughs> no, your driver. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, he seems to be doing okay. Pierre gives a, a, a weak, shaky thumbs up from the back seat. Octavia, if it's okay with you, I would like to leave, and I will request that they send another driver out from the manor. There's no need for that, Pierre. Well, you're... Well, look, it's okay. Um, you're probably fine here. <laughs> and he gives a very weak smile, recognizing that he's, like, in too bad a shape to argue with you, and you aren't letting him leave. <laughs> <laughs> so you head down the slope towards the city. Mm. And... As you're getting closer, um, I think there's something reminiscent about the city that you're realizing the closer you get, which is that it reminds you of the city of the gods. Mm-hmm. Not so much in its architectural style, because that was a very varied place, more in the way that it has these this, these close streets with buildings towering over them that stretch on in long straight lines, leading to a central point, like it's a spider's web. As you reach the outskirts of the city you notice that there are figures moving to and fro within it. 
What are they? They don't look like your body looked like when you looked down. Not exactly. Because your body looked... Now you're thinking about it. A bit like those statues on the outside of the tower. The top half looks quite similar. Clawed hands, scales. But their heads are like the heads of a lizard or a Komodo dragon with a lion's mane of tentacles coming out from all around the neck. The bottom half too is just a mess of, of tentacles. You see some of them moving by swimming and they, they swim like an octopus does. Splaying out the tentacles to propel themselves along. You, however, have two humanoid-ish legs beneath you. Fairies. (laughs) You can see that some of them have seen you. What are you going to do? I'm going to keep moving towards the center of the city. Okay. As you take your first steps through the gateway at the front of the city that has a sign atop it in letters you don't even recognize. Except there is one. There's that symbol you saw before. An X with a line coming out of the middle. A tool. Or a weapon. Or power. Or curse. In amongst the other symbols. That one just strikes you. And the other thing that strikes you is a powerful arm grabbing you. (laughs) And you look across to see one of these creatures with its mane of tentacles around its lizard face barking at you in words that are clearly words but that a human mouth couldn't make. And another one grabs your other arm and between the two of them who easily must be three feet taller than you. These are huge things. Am I still a similar size? There's not that much way of knowing because, like, you've changed to such an alien environment that, like, everything could just be a different scale. couldn't imagine scale. You could all be, like, an inch tall and you don't know. Right. You don't have a point of reference to center around. (laughs) They're much bigger than you anyway. And they propel themselves with their with their uh, skirts of tentacles thrusting carrying you back up the slope do you struggle against them uh yeah i try to continue going in the direction that i was trying to go in mm-hmm. you struggle against their grasp but it does nothing they're just so much stronger than you and they reach the platform at the top that you started at and one of them lifts a hand, but it's, on, it's right on the periphery of your vision. It's just it's too far back for you to see and makes some kind of gesture or touches something, but you can't tell. And then there's this brilliant light, this glowing, this turquoisey. No, that's not it. It's no color that you quite can describe. And the other one pushes you and you feel your whole body is glowing with the same color, brighter and brighter, and then as you smack into the floor of the tomb, (laughs) 
underneath the quarry, and several gallons of salty seawater <laughs> smack down on top of you. <laughs> the lamp is knocked over and immediately put out, and you're just left in the dark, in the stone underground. Oh, shit. Uh, Serena? Octavia? You've been listening to the Rolling with Rainbows actual play podcast. The music for the podcast was created by Molly Noise. As well as the podcast, Rolling with Rainbows is a YouTube show for aspiring DMs who want to make their tabletop games as fun, safe, and inclusive as possible. Links to the show and to the Rolling with Rainbows Discord community are in the description of every episode. The podcast and show are funded by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash that and patreon.com slash curiovids.